0: The Baltimore Ravens are one of two teams in the AFC North with a winning record. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of four with a losing record in the NFC South. And they're both in first place, respectively. Tomorrow night, they're meeting up in the only NFL stadium equipped with its very own pirate ship. we got a little bit of everything on this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Ravens. Let's go. You
1: are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of
0: the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens. Free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making as your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering the Buccaneers for SI's Bucks Game Day Dot com And today, we've got Kevin Ostreicher joining us, managing editor of the Ravens Wire, and of course, the host of the Locks on Ravens podcast. Find Ke- Kevin on Twitter at chaosstreicher34 and find me at dharrison82. Kevin, if you told me all the parameters that I just laid down in that cold open were going to exist on this Thursday night football game in preseason, I would have laughed you out of our Twitter DM and probably the entire network because I don't know if anybody saw this collapse for the Buccaneers coming, but... How are things in Ravensland? I mean, sitting atop, right, tied for the lead. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is, but sitting atop the AFC North.
1: They got that tiebreaker. Week 5, Cincinnati, they beat the Bengals. So currently head-to-head. They're 2 in their in their division. That's more games than they won in their division all of last season. They went 1-5 and five in their division last year. But after a win against Cleveland in Week 7, that's their other big divisional win. I think a lot of fans right now, wasn't a pretty win for the Ravens, and it's they almost blew it again. The story Mm. for the Ravens this year has been the blown fourth-quarter leads. You have Week 2 against the Dolphins, that collapse against Tua and the Dolphins. Week 4, Buffalo, Josh Allen leads them to a win. And then you have, in Week 6, the Giants, a game that they were well on their way to winning, penalties, mistakes, and the Ravens lose that game somehow. So in Week 7, you have a Justice Hill fumble when the Ravens are up three deep into Browns territory, and you're Mm. thinking – oh, here we go again, and the the Browns have a chance to tie or win the game, but the Ravens, they buckled down, and they did it. They won, and I think for them that's a huge, huge thing mentally just to know that, hey, yeah. we can do this even when something goes wrong. So yeah. now you have a short week You're traveling down to Tampa Bay. You got that pirate ship in that stadium. You got to go face off in, and I think for the Ravens, for me, it's a game of two teams that – really need this win for different reasons the ravens mm-hmm. to stack momentum the ravens a flip-flop it has been win loss win loss win loss win so to stack two straight wins would be great and, and i know for tampa david it's just being able for them to get out of that rut they're in right now
0: yeah that's that's absolutely 100 true and it, it's it's weird because you know as, as much as the Buccaneers have struggled and, and as many things as they've done to kind of shoot themselves in the foot, they still kind of carry that mystique, I feel like, outside of of Tampa, right? A lot of fans are are bitter and, and confuse a lot of media members. I mean, there are some contentious moments between media members covering this team and the personnel getting interviewed in press conferences uh, right now, Kevin. So it's weird, though, because if you're the Ravens and you, and you you and you help this kind of collapse for the Buccaneers, then you still feel really good. Uh, about what you're doing but the bottom line is the big and, and the biggest story for the buccaneers entering this game is they still haven't scored a first quarter touchdown and i know like that's just kind of a microcosm of their their list of issues but i think that really kind of demonstrates what is happening with this team not only are they not finishing games but they're not they're just not starting games to be quite honest with you the bucks defense meanwhile has given up four first quarter touchdowns across Three games total out of the seven they played so it's really not a bad number for the defense it just shows that the defense is kind of keeping the team in it but the offense is failing uh to take advantage in this today's nfl and we know lamar jackson's had all kinds of you know he's, he's what was it he's a running back that, that throws the ball or a wide here throws the ball and, and all this stuff teams still i think when you go team to team team they would still tell you that they want lamar jackson have to hold the ball versus be able to do things with his legs. Well, how do you make him do that? You make him do that by scoring points. The Ravens, like you mentioned, you you bring this up. I literally have this right here in my notes, have outscored opponents 58 to 27 in first half of their losses, and they've been outscored 65 to 20 in the second half of their losses. So I say that to give Buccaneers a little bit of hope. If they don't start fast and they end up trailing the Ravens, like you just outlined and like those numbers show, you actually have an opportunity possibly to come back in the second half. But Kevin... Given the fact that the Buccaneers offense can't get out of their own way, whether it's turnovers, penalties, bad throws by Tom Brady, bad play calling, where if the Buccaneers become the next team, let's just say trends follow all the way to halftime, Bucs come out slow, Ravens take a lead as they've done in so many games. For the Buccaneers come out at halftime, what are those coaches going to need to exploit in Baltimore to get that win uh, in the second half?
1: Well, I think for one, the Ravens this year, their offense has flip-flopped a little bit. So the first three weeks of the season, Lamar Jackson was looking like the favorite in the MVP conversation. Yeah. He was carrying the saw both with his arm and with his legs. He was their entire offense pretty much kind of for over 80% of their yards in total. But now we have seen while the pass offense carried that rush offense in the first three weeks, we've seen it flip-flop. And now mm-hmm. the run offense is carrying the pass offense. Lamar Jackson had just 16 attempts, nine completions in their week seven win against Cleveland. And I think for the Ravens, the key thing to watch here is the availability of Mark Andrews, because Andrews mm-hmm. has been by far and away their number one pass catcher. And Rashad Bateman has been on the injury report with a foot injury. It seems like he's trending in the right direction. We're not going to obviously know until inactives come out, it feels like. But with Andrews potentially out, if the Buccaneers can shut down that Ravens passing game, I think the Ravens running game is talented enough to where even if the Buccaneers do that, they can still garner some yards. But Mm -hmm. the key area that I would be focusing on if on the Buccaneers is red zone defense, because the Ravens red zone offense has not been able to score touchdowns recently. It's been very hit or miss and it's been more missed than hit. And so my philosophy is always, if you can limit the opposing offense to a kick, a punt or a field goal on every possession, Usually if you have a high-powered offense, you can win the game. I know Tampa's offense is kind of – they're trying to dig out of something right now, but I still think that with Tom Brady and with that offense, if the Ravens can't score touchdowns in the red zone and if Tampa Bay can tighten up – if if they're like the bend don't break – Type yeah. defense where they allow the short stuff intermediate stuff but don't let anything go over their heads no big plays no big completions and then tighten up in the red zone that mm-hmm. could be a formula for success especially with how hit or miss that ravens red zone offense has been for them
0: yeah and i think that's what's making bucks fans a little bit nervous as we entered this matchup because the defense by and large has been doing really well and then at the end of the carolina panthers game all of a sudden they're giving up explosive runs left and right and giving up touchdowns to the Carolina Panthers. So hoping that trend doesn't bleed into Thursday night this week, because if it does, it may be over before the Buccaneers have a chance to make it back. And uh, you mentioned the pass defense and and, and keeping things uh, in front of them. And we talked about Lamar Jackson passing a little bit. We're going to talk more about Lamar Jackson passing because, I mean, who who, who outside of Baltimore doesn't want to talk about Lamar Jackson's ability to throw the ball or lack of ability to throw the ball sometimes? But Bucks fans are sweating this game. Kevin. I'm just going to put it out right to you so if they're gonna watch the game you guys are gonna watch the game thursday night you need a good pair of sweatpants to do it in to help you kind of ease into the moment and bird dogs just launched their sweatpants i got a pair they're super comfortable kevin did you get a pair i know a lot of us got. i did you got a pair yeah these things are super super comfortable like wearing your most comfortable bed sheets on your legs only not as thin and potentially revealing, depending on the type of sheets that you use. Uh, but Bird Dogs doesn't stop at the sweatpants. Bird Dogs joggers are high quality, higher quality than Lululemon, which I've just learned how to say that word, to be honest with you. And they're $20 less. Are you a shorts in the winter kind of person? A lot of you watching this are living in Florida, so you probably are. It doesn't matter if you're in Florida or 10 degree weather in New England or Chicago. They have their signature shorts with built-in liners, the most comfortable shorts in existence. Get in on the comfort by going to birddogs.com, use the promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it in the lower corner of your screen. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, you get a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not want to take these things off. I promise you that. Kevin, my 20th wedding anniversary is coming up next spring, and if my wife hasn't left me by then, I plan on coming in big with the gift because 20 years is a milestone that deserves to stand out a bit. Helping me do that is going to be Blue Nile. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers, which is clutch for me because most people in sports media don't collect six-figure checks, believe me, don't let the few expensive suits you see out there fool you guys. Most of us don't make that kind of money. Blue Nile has also helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. If you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile also has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. So make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use a promo code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Promo code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more at BlueNile.com. Use the promo code locked on. I'm going to tell you why Lamar Jackson's history of throwing the ball matters in this game. Ravens fans, I know you, you love hearing about people talk about Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. In. And I appreciate you joining Locked On Ravens, Locked On Bucks. As we have this conversation, Kevin, I can see the look on your face. You just can't wait for it. But once you guys are done here for your second listen, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. Go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes, with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide, available on this very app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So, Kevin, that is my key matchup, is Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens passing game, versus this Buccaneers secondary. But we're going to make the people wait to hear what I had to say about that. And I want to hear your key matchup first.
1: I think for me, I'm always big on, if you're a defense completely eliminating one area of an opposing offense. So whether that is the pass game or that is the run game and I know Tampa Bay has struggled to run the football this year. They're last in the NFL right now in yards per attempt at 3.0 and look, Leonard Fournette is a talented football player, but we know Tampa is going through some injuries on the offensive line. This team is missing Ryan Jensen and missing a ton of their other starters here. You have some inexperience on that line. So my matchup here is if the Ravens can completely shut down that Tampa run game, there are other ways to run a game. Like I, I think that the short passing game is almost an extension of the run game. So getting Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette involved in some screens and doing that is going to be key. But Mike Evans versus Marlon Humphrey to me is going to be a key one. Cause you want to obviously shut down that number one receiver and I think that with Mike Evans, he's a big play threat. He's a very talented receiver. But the Ravens secondary has come on and played very well in recent weeks. It was, it was a struggle early on for the Ravens defense. Mike McDonald, their new defensive coordinator, coming over, well, coming back, I'll say, from Michigan. He was with the Ravens organization for years before going there for just that one season and turned that Michigan program around. He had them in the college football playoff last year, and credit to him for doing that. But yeah. between college and the NFL, there is a big gap there. So the adjustment period coming in being a first-time defensive coordinator in the NFL is a bit different than being a first-time defensive coordinator in college. We're seeing guys step up. Humphrey, Marcus Peters is back. He's looking great. You mm-hmm. have guys like Kyle Hamilton. Marcus Williams was a big loss for them. He, he's had a ton of success against Tom Brady, too, himself. He, he's almost that Tom Brady kryptonite some somewhat. But I do think that Humphrey versus Evans, maybe we'll see some other matchups throughout the game. I don't know if Humphrey's necessarily going to be shadowing him throughout the entire course of the game. Mm-hmm. but that that's superstar on superstar. If the Ravens shut down the run game and they can shut down Mike Evans, I think that's a really big formula for them to win the game, especially with the way that the secondaries has been playing in what hopefully will be a bounce back game for the Ravens offense. I know you got stuff to talk about, though, with Lamar and the Ravens offense.
0: I do. Just tell whoever's covering Mike Evans, make sure you keep your feet under you because he ain't going to drop another 65-yard, whatever it was going to be, touchdown pass. All right, that's, not, that's, a, that's a one-time gift to the Carolina Panthers. That's not going to go... Up the East Coast or traveled down south, I guess, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so let's talk about Lamar Jackson and his passing. In his career, Lamar Jackson has four passing games where he's gone over 300 yards in his career. So obviously, not a very good passer, right? I'm just kidding. Lamar Jackson is a very good passer. He's my fancy quarterback, guys. Calm down. But that's the that's the truth. He only has four career games with 300 yards passing because he doesn't need to rely on his arm all the time. One of those games has come this season against the very Miami Dolphins that you talked about earlier and that collapse in those games he also has 13 touchdowns and no interceptions that is amazing to me that anytime this guy throws 300 plus yards he is just ball like it's not just like we're losing by a lot so let's just hurl the ball downfield no 13 tds no interceptions get out of here that is crazy kevin you already touched on it the tampa bay buccaneers are going to be playing this game without carlton davis Sean Murphy Bunting, who granted wasn't exactly in the greatest graces with his defense anyway, but he is at least a, a a suitable backup if you're if you're missing guys. Safety Antoine Winfield Jr., who might honestly be the biggest loss of this on this list, is you know to me he's an All Pro caliber uh, safety. I happen to also cover his his former Minnesota teammate Benjamin St. Juice here in Washington, and I can tell you that we talk about Antoine on at least a bi-weekly basis. Um, that's how how good Antoine is. And, of course, safety, Logan Ryan, who's who's been out for a little while. That is huge. And when you're playing a quarterback that may not be known, quote-unquote, for his passing ability, and you're doing it without your two best defensive backs and two of your top four defensive backs on the field, and you're looking at starting your secondary of Jamel Dean, Zion McCollum, who honestly did not have a very good weekends against Carolina Panthers, Mike Edwards, and Keanu Neal, who are basically... Both strong safeties. Mike Edwards has a little bit of coverage ability more than Keanu does, but you don't really have a whole lot of deep ball coverage uh, experience in that group right there. You are in very, very big or very, very hot water, I should say, and in a lot of trouble. Kevin, Lamar Jackson might get his fifth fifth career 300-yard passing game in this game if those players, Dean McCollum, Edwards, and Neal, can't find a way to be a better coverage unit than we expect them to be.
1: Right. We 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 call it Tyler Huntley time in Baltimore when Lamar Jackson yeah. just eviscerates a defense. You know, I, I, we go back to week one of 2019, Marquise Brown's rookie year where Marquise yeah. Brown's first two first two catches were long, long touchdowns. And you had backup quarterbacks in the game. And, and that's what it is where well, you're right. Mm. The Ravens don't necessarily have to air the ball out all the time in these games where they're getting crushed in because it's the opposite where Lamar Jackson is just crushing these defenses. And then he doesn't have to play in the fourth quarter. So those games could have been even bigger games for Lamar Jackson. It's incredible what he's been able to do over the course of, I mean, he led the league in touchdown passes during his MVP season with 36. I think some people do forget that he had the MVP moment last year, the Colts game on, on Monday night football where he completed the graphics 37 to 43 passes and led the Ravens to a comeback. So, for how good Lamar Jackson is, is, a, is a runner, and that's a very big, important part of his game, the mm-hmm. way he's been able to grow as a passer. The Ravens love to push the ball down the field. They've yeah. they've, been, they've done it this year. The big playability earlier in the season, Rashad Bateman had eight catches, and he led the league in, in yards per catch. I think it was like 28.3 or something because the, the, the Ravens are really going to try to push the ball down the field and get those big plays, yeah. but it's important for Lamar Jackson in this game to take the short stuff if that is what the Bucks are presenting. If the Bucks try to take away that deep play aspect and you have a wide-open guy in the flat or you have a guy slanting across the field and there's one-on-one coverage there and he's open, it's okay to just take that short stuff, get five yards. Lamar Jackson has held on the ball sometimes a little too much for a little too long, and it results in no yards game when it could be some gate but I've yeah. been so impressed with Lamar Jackson as a passer and the fact that he is continuing to grow and while look he hasn't been necessarily great over these last four weeks compared to what we saw over the first three it has been a definite shift where Jackson has struggled a little bit you know mm-hmm. and for him this could be the big the big bounce back the big get right game especially with those injuries you mentioned in the secondary yeah. and I think for the Ravens their secondary I mentioned that they're they're getting healthy there but they do have a big loss in Clayus Campbell on their defensive line who was ruled out with an illness. So when I mentioned stopping Leonard Fournette in that Tampa Bay rush offense, it's going to be guys like Justin Metabike, guys like Travis Jones, Bradshaw Quashan, and young guys stepping up to the plate because they also have Michael Pierce, who's down for the year with a bicep injury, I believe it was. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be the, the story of the young guys on the defensive line for the Ravens this week.
0: I'll tell you, man, again, I mean, if, if you had told me you know eight to ten weeks ago that we'd be talking about the Ravens wanting to force Tom Brady to be the reason the team wins or the Bucks win and then uh, Lamar Jackson potentially getting a 300-yard passing game on this defense, I, I'd have told you that you were crazy. But that is the world we live in right now. The other world that we also live in is one where other people like to take other people's things sometimes, Kevin. And in the world of burglary, your home out there, guys, is the end zone. Your possessions are the points that they're trying to put – on their scoreboard and protect all of it you're going to need absolutely the strongest defense you can muster this is why i use and trust simply safe home security at simply safe your safety is the only thing that matters it's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe i travel a lot and the ability to use hd cameras on my phone whether i'm in the airport sitting on the airplane using wi-fi that i pay way too much money to use because i'm an insane person in my hotel in the stadium during the two-minute warning if i want to check in on my family i can do that and you know what uh during the drive to to pittsburgh a couple weeks ago when the bucks played uh the steelers there my wife uh drove with me up to pittsburgh she decided to turn on the camera and she scared my uh my 15 year old son because you can speak to people through your cameras as well. It's a lot of fun, guys. Just give it a try. You can also have panic buttons if you want them or need them and all the sensors you could possibly need. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, visit SimplySafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, guys. Time to wrap up this crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Ravens. Locked on Bucks. Kevin Ostrager, David Harrison here to finish what is obviously a very optimistic episode for me and for my listeners and my my uh, viewers. But look, you guys know what it is. Bucks fans have been. We've been talking about this for for a couple weeks now. Please don't let this be a tire Huntley game. Please do not let the Ravens put a backup quarterback in this game because Kevin, if they do, I might just. Record my episode right then and there and just call it a day. Not even, not even finish the rest of it. I don't think any of my listeners or viewers would really blame me for it either. But but the Buccaneers are still favored in this game by a point, according to our good friends over at Online. Kevin, do the Buccaneers win this game? If they do, how much is it by? Or do the Ravens uh, blow those odds out of the water and, and come away with another victory?
1: You know, it, it's funny because you're, you're talking about, oh, if we had talked about this eight weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, yeah, I had this one as a loss for the Ravens before the season started. I just thought mm. that the Buccaneers, you know, would be a lot more consistent, I'll call it, than they have been this year. And it's Very nice no, of you to put it that way, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you know, I was trying to be a little nice with it. But, you know, no ifs, ands, are buts about it. Tampa's, a lo- Tampa's reeling right now. They're trying desperately. And this is going to be one of those games where they try desperately to get back on track. I think they're going to come out motivated. This is a game that I think they absolutely need to win or else the season could spiral for them and not in a good way. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to try to win this football game. It's a short week. The Ravens are traveling. You know, The Ravens are the road team in this one. But with all that being said, I, I say the Ravens do win it. And I had it as a one-point game Ravens-wise before the injury report came out for Tampa. But I see the injuries Mm -hmm. in the secondary. I see the injuries on the offensive line. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a closer game than some people think it is, at least Ravens-wise. I'll say it's a touchdown. I'll go 27-20 Ravens. And I will say because of the fact that the Ravens, they as we talked about in the in the early part of the show have their own reasons for coming out and winning this game can they build the momentum where's it going to be another win-loss flip-flop where you have to go back to the drawing board try to gain the momentum again Mm -hmm. but i think with lamar jackson Hopefully Rashad Bateman is able to play in this one. And hopefully Mark Andrews is as well. But I think this game is going to be one defensively for the Ravens, if anything. But if the offense comes out and just puts up like a 40 bomb on the Buccaneers defense that is dealing with oh, some injuries geez. right now, that would be, I think, the best case scenario because I think that would spark the Ravens offense as we've seen com- some inconsistencies, both execution wise and play calling wise. But I'll go 27 to 20 Ravens. That's what I'm going to stick with here.
0: Yeah, look, I'd rather have the teams I cover get wins and my fantasy teams get wins. But if the Ravens win by 40, at least I'm pretty sure my my fantasy team will also get a win uh, that week. So I guess that's my silver lining personally. Um, yeah, this is hard because I definitely had the Bucs winning this game on my preseason projections. So did James. I just looked at our we literally have a document named or titled receipts. So I went back to the receipts and I looked it up. We both had this as a win for the Buccaneers. Um And after this one, they've got the Los Angeles Rams, which is, is going to be a tough matchup in its own right, even though they're having some problems. And then they kind of go to Germany against the Seattle Seahawks, who are suddenly better with Geno Smith than they were with Russell Wilson a year ago. That's that's amazing. Um, the NFL world is, on, is upside down. James and I have already said this on this show. We'll probably say it on our final episode of the week as well. With everything going on, this would be the game the Buccaneers come out and actually put up like 35 and hold the Ravens like 13 points somehow, some way, just because that's how this season is, has been going, right? But I can't be brazen enough to predict that, seeing what I've seen for the first seven weeks of this season. Not only the Bucks not win this game. They obviously don't cover if they don't win. Uh, they lose by 14 points. I've got the Ravens winning 24 to 10 in this one, and uh, that's very disrespectful, and I feel very bad writing it down. But that's truly, honestly, when I think of how this game might go, that's where my head goes, man. And, and our, our, my listeners and viewers know, if I'm anything, I'm honest. Um, look, there are people inside the organization that do listen to this show. And I hope that somebody inside the organization hears this show and they hear this episode and they get mad because this team needs to get angry. Kevin, earlier this week in a, in a press conference, I counted seven times from three different people. The word hope was used when asked about the path for the future for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And hope has never won a football game. Hope is never going to win a football game. You know what hope gets you? A top 10 draft pick. That's what hope will get you. The only player interviewed that day that did not use the word hope was young, All-pro right tackle Tristan Wirfs. He's the only one that didn't use the word hope. He talked about doing things and fixing things and making things right. Other veterans, I'm not going to call them out by name right now, and and a coach used the word hope seven times between the three of them, Kevin. That is why I don't think this game is going to go well because until this team stops looking for hope and starts fighting for answers, it's just going to be what it is.
1: And we've seen it's almost outside of the top couple teams in the NFL – both conference wise, David, we've seen a lot of just bad football this year. Upsets galore happen here and there. So this is a game like literally it could go either way, but for the Ravens to have what has happened to them this year, where you could argue, they could be a lot of different records right now. You you could say they could be six and one, they could be one and six because of everything that has gone mm. well. And then everything that has gone terribly wrong. But the fact is the Ravens are getting healthier and that is where you, you. I'll say it, I'll say hope, where you hope <laughs> the Ravens will be able to put together a string, but yeah. you're right, you can't rely on that. You have to be able to go out there, do your job, execute. And for an offense where I think over the past three weeks, the defense has carried the offense, where when you have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson who is so talented you have to be able to put up more points than I think the Ravens are putting up right now. Some of it falls on Greg Roman who has been on the hot seat for fans in Baltimore for upwards of two years. Now it seems like, you know, is his time coming to an end. If the Ravens lose this game, the Ravens might need a spark somewhere. Maybe it is your growing. Maybe it's a trade. The trade deadline is coming up. Maybe Tampa looks for a spark on the trade market. Who knows what goes on with these next couple of days, next couple of weeks. But for both teams, this is the important stretch where like, you're not going to get eliminated from eliminated from the playoffs if you lose this game, but it goes a long way for, I think momentum in a season for how you feel about your players and your coaches and your team for a season and for both ways, I'll bring it back to what I said in the beginning of the show for the Ravens stringing together wins for the Buccaneers getting out of that rut. It is so important both ways, but only one yeah. team can have to win unless there's a tie. And I, I just I really oh, hope there's goodness. not a tie. I do. I do not like ties.
0: Ties should be banned from Thursday. Like if any game of the week, just have a, a special rule. No ties in Thursday Night Football. If we're going to stay up <laughs> that late, give us a win for for somebody. Um yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, and, you know, the ironic thing is that one of the players who who used the word hope previously, it said that there's hope and then there's reality. And then he went on to say that he hoped his offense played better uh, in the coming coming week against Baltimore Ravens. So that's that's just how it's going here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And But you know what? Uh, the sh- the shows are doing well. The network is, is going strong. So we appreciate that. And, of course, we can't do that without all of you out there watching and listening. So we thank you. Again, for making the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Ravens podcast. First listener, your first view of the day, whether you're celebrating, you're in pain, looking for answers, we are here for you and we are happy and sad and frustrated with you all at the same time. So is the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard behind the scenes with local experts and insight uh, that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We will both be back with post game reactions. One of us is going to be happy. One of us is not. For Kevin O'Striker, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're both writing. I'm at BucksGameDay.com. Kevin is at the Ravens Wire. Follow, like, subscribe on YouTube or your podcast your own choice. And follow us on Twitter at ChaosRicker34 and at DHarrison2. If you're on about there, please be safe be kind to of one another. Enjoy the game. Thank you for joining us on this Crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.